right, welcome to the NRL Fantasy Preseason for Manly 2024. We've got Shoots and Andy in the house. Uh, the first pod. How uh, how's your off season, Shoots? Been good having a little bit of a break from fantasy sport and even really get too deep into NFL fantasy this year. So that was quite good. Uh, it's just really hot in New Zealand at the moment. So, but hot, hot to us and hot to use is probably two different things. But it's very hot. <laughs> yeah, that humid heat. We got that real dry heat here in Sydney. Uh, I, I noticed you didn't do too well in, or you didn't really put, go too heavy into NFL because um, I topped that league in uh, and won that Super Bowl in our comp. So it was maybe it was because of your lack of effort. That's why I won. But either way, still a win's a win. I'll take that. Yeah, I just, I just got too busy. I I changed jobs and things and just got too busy and forgot about it. So I was the reigning champ anyway, so I'll take that. Here come the excuses. <laughs> they're, already, they're already coming out. <laughs> Uh, all right, we might crack in, eh? So, um, just first off, talking league, po- catch our social media. So, talking league pod on TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram, and you can find all those handles at talkingleaguepod.com. dot com. Uh, manly, so they finished twelfth last year. Uh, it's not too good, but they did come uh, come home firing, didn't they? I think um, a couple of good wins late season. Big wins too. Um, twenty twenty four gains, new signings. Luke, the superstar Brooks. I'm really keen to see how he goes. Corey Waddell, Jacob Arthur, Josh Corby's favourite player, Bailey Hodgson, uh, Jackson Paulo, Tommy Talao, Brandon Wakeham, and Nathan Brown's on a train and trial. I believe twenty twenty four losses. We've got Cooper Johns, massive loss for them. Uh, he's going to to radio. Uh, he's got a head for radio. Some some may say. Um, superstar Morgan Harper has gone to the Eels along with Kelma Tuolagi and Kay Weeks and Sam Fano the notable losses um, Luke Brooks that's sort of interesting eh? aren't we keen to see him yeah it's definitely interested to see how he goes next to DCE cause, and I don't think Luke Brooks has ever played a finals game has he So, well not for a while I'm, I don't know if it's not 100% but yeah I don't know if he's played for a while yeah, this this could be the year next to, next to DCE, and he could become fantasy relevant. So let's see. Well, we'll start with our, our uh, studs first, I guess. How good is this bloke? So there's only one real big the, the goat stud in uh, in Manly, and that's DCE. Um, speaking of Brooks, how do you think DCE? What's the 877k, 63.8 fantasy points, the break even of 64? Do you think the fossil? <laughs> we'll call him a fossil. He seems to be on that um on that trend what's that uh the blood injecting youth reversing serum or something because he just keeps winding the clock back. Uh do you think he can be mis consistent this year as well for Manly? Yeah, hundred percent. I d I don't see too much tra- uh changing. There's like what's changed apart from his half partner. I was just going through his scores with like some different half partners and his score doesn't really his average score hasn't drastically changed that much depending on who's the half other half been if that makes sense so last year he averaged 3.5 tackle breaks and 446 kick meters the the one thing i will note is when he played along the foz uh, i just looked at the last season of the foz being there here in foreign i'm talking about his his kick meters were only like 80 80 odd meters a game whereas luke brooks at five eight, still has an average kick meters of around two twenty six. I think it was. So he he probably could take a little bit of those kick meters off off DCE and relieve 
pressure a little bit. But I don't see his scores changing drastically, and I still think he is probably your third best option after Clary and Hines taking that fullback position. I um, wonder. Um, position. Sorry. I wonder if he. You know, do you see Manly going better this year? Like I, I watched that little pre, um, the the short episodes and. A lot of hype, a lot of, a lot of belief, a lot of talk. But it seems like every time you watch something about a team, you sort of start to believe in that team again. But um, do you reckon they finish higher than twelfth? Is is that what oh. is that what makes DCE better? If if they're in the top eight, does DCE you know does he break past that sixty four? Well, that's all going to depend on Luke, the likes of Luke Brooks, DCE, and probably Tommy Turbo, who we'll talk about shortly as well. But I, the more I think about it, I think they could be a top eight side. So. Um, I definitely think they could improve and it could make them more fantasy relevant as well. Uh, all right, next player. Who's your another stud here? Uh, I suppose he's the, go- the, uh, the goat stud, but uh, in Manly. We'll go Hamoli, like Yeah, he Signed a six-year term. Um, pretty consistent. Average of 52 last year. Um, very, very consistent on that right side. DCE side, so his favoured right side. Um, solid. Do we th- think that he declines from he's finally got his paycheck here or is he bought in? He's gone the first year. Will he beat 52 or just going to be staple on that so on that sort of um, score? I think he. I think he's going to probably be an origin player this year. So he is Ooh-hoo. a gun. He, he is a gun fantasy player and he is a gun rugby league player. He's just, the thing with him at the moment is he's a 715k so he sort of prices himself out of being an option to start with. I feel if you, if because it sounds like most people are going to start Cleary and Hines, maybe with Haas sprinkled in there somewhere. It's really hard to start with a 715k edge when there's probably other options that are maybe going to get you similar for a lot cheaper. And another one of them we will probably talk about in a minute in Josh Schuster. So he definitely is one to watch further down the track. The thing with Manly, though, is also their draw. Their draw's quite good until round 13, and then their buys sort of start kicking off then. So he's he's kind of a hard one to want to pick up later in the year as well if he's if he's overly expensive. But he definitely hard. priced his price where he is, isn't he? Yeah, definitely. So I I, I couldn't recommend. Well, if you, if you're going to go with him and start with him to go away, your anti potting Cleary and Hines, and you're going to do something different. Like sure, you want to start with a gun edge for the first thirteen rounds. I, I'd recommend them, but it's hard, it is hard to recommend them at his price. We did actually skip the draw. We was going over that draw. So the first ten games is bunnies, roosters, eels, dragons, panthers, warriors, titans, eels, raiders, dolphins. So only three teams in the top eight um, for the first ten games. But a lot of those teams were in contention for the eight. So still pretty. I think they're still pretty hard games. Um, so very tough first ten for them. So yeah, looking to see any players on, on outbreaks, I wouldn't be. You know, I just wouldn't be picking Hamoli as much of a gun he is. I think you, you're right there. He's outpriced himself for, for everyone playing fantasy. Yeah. Uh, another gun we've got here um, against usually fills in for Tommy Turbo when he's um, when he's out. But we've got uh, Ruben Garrick, the soldier. Um, Forty. What's he? Six hundred thirty-six k. 47 fantasy points, a break even at 46. Centre and winger fullback starting this year, which is good. Uh, very alluring, but again, I just don't think he would have to be 
like I said, you have to start a fullback for you to pick him in your team. He's not like a, a Joey Manu who you're going to pick and is going to score you 50 points, even at centre. Um, you know, him hitting his highest score at 104 last year was at the centre position, and he's going to play centre. But um, yeah, does he get 46 fantasy points uh, a game? No. Well, if you look at it, you look at his uh, centre stats over his career. So he's played four games at centre. And saying that the first one was in 2019, but his scores have been 27, 104, 19, 27. So that tells you probably all you need to know that he probably isn't going to be a good choice at his price. If Turbo gets injured, maybe he could be an option at fullback where his um, his stats are a little bit better, and he averaged 49.4, but. For the time being, Turbo's healthy. Garrick's not going to get the fullback spot. And Cooler could get the fullback spot ahead of him anyway. He's just, again, he's too expensive and he's not going to give you the output you need for that centre position. There's better options and at a much cheaper price, so I wouldn't even be worrying about him at the moment. And I suppose this would be a good segue from stud into dud because I feel like this this uh, player might fall into both character categories. No, 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 no. Um, Tommy Turbo. So what's he? 653k uh, fantasy points, 47.5 fantasy points. Um, he burnt me last year, so I'm off him. But look, watching the videos again, watching Manly short seasons, uh, or is it a short story? What do you call them? Short episodes? Whatever. They're 15-minute episodes. <laughs> he yep. did look good. No strapping. You know, born leader. He's just sort of all talk in the, in the chat. So it's something good to see. But again, man, it's just... 18 games out of 48 games last two seasons. How, how can you put trust in this man? Definitely a great draft option, I, I reckon, but uh, it's just very hard. Are you, have you, are you on the same fence? Yeah, I've, I've always been on the same fence that I always have been, that Turbo's a trap unless, <laughs> unless it's COVID ball happening, which his stats, his stats prove it. His stats have never been that great outside of that COVID ball year where he averaged 80. And people still sort of seem to be living off that um, that legacy, if you will. He just, he, uh, like fitness probably comes into it somewhat. But last year he, he didn't blow the house down. Like he did play well in a lot of games and he, he got a 70 and a 105 and a 79. But there was also some 25, 39, 29, 34, mm. 16s in there where he still hit lots of run meters. He just wasn't getting the ball in attacking areas, wasn't scoring a lot of tries in those games. Um, in those high-scoring games, he was scoring three, two tries in both of them. So, you know, he, he does rely on tries a little bit. Tackle break. Yeah, I feel like I feel like with Manly, they're, they're learning to to not use him, I guess, which is downfall for him. But maybe when he finds a bit of form, potentially comes back and be healthy in his, in his legs, you can choose him. But, yeah, I feel like he's sort of merely a learning to play with not relying on him for certain games. Yeah, like like he, he'll have those breakout games and probably against the weaker teams as well where he, he will, he'll just dominate. But that's not going to happen every game. And, and for his price and for what you want at this time of year, if you're going to start like a, a gun, Wing fullback, you're probably more tempted to go with the likes of Kalen Ponga. Is he the only dud in this in this manly team? When we say dud, we say it very lightly. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, it's it's hard to say because manly is not a very fantasy relevant team, so it becomes very difficult to 
to judge the players. They, they don't have many players that you want to pick up from the start, with probably DCE being the only one that you'd really think about, and maybe Lockie, Lockie Croker, which we may quickly talk about, also as a starting hooker option, but even then I don't think you will. But it's just, they're just they're irrelevant mm. in, fa- in a fantasy sense at the moment, unless they hit some form and show something else. Who knows, players could have career seasons and Manly could fly, so. Well, that's a, that's a you, sort you of... brought him up. Let's just bring up. Let's bring up old Lockie Croker. Um, you know, he, he actually got the jersey last year to starting hooker. Um, you know he's not too bad. What's he? He's at six hundred four k, forty four average last year. Break even forty four. Lost a couple of minutes. Like he hasn't been playing eighty consistently. A few games is sixty six with um, either Gordon to come on. Or and this year he's even got Jacob Arthur who potentially steals some minutes from him. But um, I, I guess if there's a if, if someone if Seabold came out and said, "Hey, Lockie Croak is playing 80 minutes," I would would have no drums in picking him in my team. You on the same side of the fence this time? <laughs> yeah, I, like I I think it was uh, Shawnee picked him up last year, and it was he went great guns. He went on a he went on a really good run. If if there was no player picked on the bench for Manly. That's going to cover, like, take some hooker minutes away. I would definitely consider Lachlan as a sort of. You'd almost be potting him. You will be potting him. Um, he's just he's capable at eighty minutes. Um, let me just look at his at his stats here over eighty minutes. He so he averaged forty seven point three. So he he did have a few lower scores here. And Manly didn't have the greatest season either, so he doesn't overly rely on attacking output either. He does love a missed tackle at three point six a game, <laughs> and like he did, but he doesn't like run a lot of meters, break heaps of tackles, not many offloads. But he, he's just a solid sort of base stat player when when things are going his way. So if there, he's one to watch. If there's no one named on the bench to sort of take some of those hooker minutes, which there's a couple of options. Who may take them? So no for now. Yeah, I think I think it's safe to say, and especially I think I think next year or sorry this year is going to be very hard to find eighty meter hooker in fantasy that's actually quality. So yeah, one to keep in the black book. Um, all right, next player who we've got, we've got a couple of mid rangers here. We've got I think we've got two or three, but I think one character here you're really um, keen on. We sort of talked about him before is is Joshy Schuster you know, with Brooksy come into the side and, and a lot of half depth as well. You know, you've got Jacob Arthur, Brandon Wakeham there and you know, we've seen the showing of Schuster in halves last year and didn't really sort of eventuate, did it? But um Shuey on the edge, I feel like if he's there, I know we've been agreeing a lot here, but this is probably gonna be another one, but with his what you were saying, um twenty twenty one COVID ball stats on the on the edge there were absolutely stellar. But is is Schuster gonna be a player Who's in your team if he's named on the edge? I've I've actually at his price I've actually grown to think he's one you sort of can't miss out on if he's going to start edge. Forty seven point four points at the edge for a career. He could make two hundred and fifty K if he plays to his potential and stays fit. So I definitely think he's one that another one other than DCE that you could actually start with. I know I said there's only probably DCE that you'd even think about, but Shui would be one too. Well, what's he? He's uh, 
starting on the edge, his average is 47.4 yeah. you know, with his break-even of 30. Again, like I said, if we, if we take off, say, 10 points of COVID ball, uh, he's still seven or eight points above his, his um, break-even. So there's definitely some value there with, with Josh's shoes to if he can actually fire on that edge. But then you did mention, as a, we'll talk about it as well, another, another edge, uh, Corey Waddell from the Dogs, a quality, quality player. Um, he's the, the other option you could probably start with him. And also, uh, as, <laughs> do we call Ben? We can't call him Ben Turbo. He hasn't really got his turbo uh, installed in his car yet. So we'll just call Ben Trebojevic. But should we talk about Ben Trebojevic as an option? Yeah, the, because it was rumoured who's going to start on the edge, wasn't it? But I feel like yeah. the Josh thing sort of squashed that. Yeah, there, there's not a lot to say really other than there's going to be a slow burner. You don't want to start with him. His average at the edge is 26. He'll, if he's going to start at the edge, he'll make money. But unless he's starting at 250k, even I wouldn't be touching him. The the danger with with Benny Trebojevic uh, is, let's just say, I think I've seen somewhere that Josh Schuster might be injured. So if he doesn't start the season, and you got Ben Turbo there starting on the edge, you picked up Ben Turbo for 250k. Yeah, nice. He's real cheap. And let's just say two weeks later, Josh Schuster comes back in, and now you've got Ben Turbo sitting on your bench, scoring you 18. Uh, if he even makes the side. So, yeah, I think he's a bit of a trap there as well. Yep. Uh, another mid-ranger. We've got Teletau Kula. Um, I know Paddy was sort of keen on him, but uh, he had what's his 490k, so pretty pricey. Um, he's, mid, he's still mid-range, but 35.6 fantasy points. That's heavily inflated by his last two games, which were a fullback with a 77 and 110. So I think we know what Teletai Cooler's um, stats are, or, or best position is, it is a fullback, so, which could mean he, he could potentially play there next year, or this year, sorry, with uh, yep. Tommy Turbo's injury history. But yep. uh, I, I don't know. I think with, with his scores um, uh, outside the fullback, I just can't see him in my team. Um, it, it risky play. Again, he probably helps with Manly going well, but what about Teletai Cooler? Nah, he's probably the last fantasy-relevant player on this Manly team as well. And unless he's playing fullback, I'm not overly interested. His average at centre is not that great. He does have like the odd good score sprinkled in there somewhere, but his average is 30. At 490k, I think there's better value elsewhere. And I, if he got named at fullback because Tommy was injured, yeah, sweet. But nah, I'm not interested. Uh, I'm the same shout there. Um, player potentially could be. He's on a trail and trial. Again, he was sort of talked about training the house down um, in the videos, but Nathan Brown. Actually, I'm looking at you now, you look a little bit like Nathan Brown. I can, I can see a little bit yeah. of brown in you. I'm an enforcer. <laughs> maybe it's the tats and the beard, maybe a bit of both. <laughs> you say you're an enforcer. <laughs> yeah, I, I consider you an enforcer. Why not? Uh, 29 average last year. Um, was it Roosters? Yeah, Roosters last yeah. year, wasn't he? Yeah, so he's on a train and trial. Um, naturally, when you're on a train and trial, training for a contract, what are you going to do? Train the house down, aren't you? You're yeah. going to try very hard to play. Um, showed a bit in the Manly seasons, got voted sort of plays player uh, in the training session. Uh, again, though, when you're looking at the Manly forwards, there are very, few, very uh, good depth there. They've got uh, Tofa Fawa Sipley, Oshay Ole. Matt Lodge. Oh, sorry, no. Lodge is the other ACL, isn't he? Um, uh, Tony Alapaseca, 
So there's a lot of feet uh, forwards there. So he would need to take a lot of minutes off someone if he does get that spot. But if he does, it's good on him. But yeah, maybe keep keep an eye out there. He's not actually in the app yet, is he? No, because he's on that development deal or training trial or whatever it is. He's not in the app. And it, like you say, as it stands, is I've got no interest in, unless you, for some reason, got the starting spot. No thanks. Um, there's not many cashies, but I suppose it's the one cashie potentially if he gets a starting spot. Tommy Talao, maybe 265k. Uh, he's only got a score 19.3 fantasy points to break even, but it would be tough for him to come in, especially with Jackson Paulo coming to the team. He's definitely got a wing spot. Uh, Christian yep. Tuolotu uh, is the other wing. So, yeah, again, he would have to make the team first. Yeah, I, I, I'd wait and see. I'd want to watch anyway. And if if Tommy made the team at his price, he, he's kind of hard to resist, I suppose. But Manly won't release Tuipulotu to the Dragons, so I'm imagining that's because they want him in the team somewhere. So Talau is oh. uh, watching. Wait and see. All right, last last one for Manly. Um, bounce backs is who's your number one bounce back? I think we might have the same player here, but um, at the end of the day, look, we're agreeing a lot this, this in Manly, so we'll have to sort of see what we're going to do for the next teams, but who's yours, bounce back? The, sh- the shoe. Hopefully he can bounce back and we see what he's capable of. I reckon well, he'll average around 50 points. 50 points, I love that, for especially for a 409. Um, okay, mine was Luke Brooks. I reckon Brooks will be their bounce back. So we've got two players there, two different players there. 576k, 41.9 fantasy points. I feel like he could if Billy do well. And again, he's going to be so happy for that new new team. You know, he's been a Tigers for his whole career. Again, hasn't had a fantasy. And what's the what's the stat with Manly? That every year, every decade, they've had a premiership. So they can compete every decade. So maybe this is their year. A bit, a bit tough for you, but what's your prediction for them finishing this year? I think they'll make. I think they'll sh- slide into the eight. Yeah. Uh, on the verge, anyways. If, yeah. if that's the case, yeah, around the eight to ten position. All right. Well, that's um, that's us for the manly uh, preseason. Um, stay in touch, listeners, for a couple of extra um, for the other teams coming out soon. Um, but yeah, that's us. Any last words, shoots? Now, see you on the on the next pod. Only players potential Brooks and Schuster. It's all we're taking. Yeah. <laughs> all right. See you, listeners.